0: Today's reading is from Romans, chapter 8, verses 31 through 37, followed by verses 33 through 39. We'll be reading from the New International Version. Please follow along as the text is presented on the screens above. If God is for us, who could be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Jesus Christ, who died more than that, who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, or hardship, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As is written, for your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, no. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us.
1: This last April, I had just the privilege of going to um, Romania. And the one thing I I learned in Romania that I didn't know before I went was that this is God's chosen nation right here. Right? Right? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, okay. So uh, that's your cube, brother. Come on up here. (laughs) <laughs> How come you're not sitting with your wife, by the way? Because uh, she's right back there. And, yeah, there she is. Okay. I have to share her when I'm here. Okay. So, uh. okay. okay. So, uh, Adi, Driana, and most uh, the relationship here, I'm going to say, goes back 20 years. I'm probably in the ballpark, right? Yes. So, it's a long-term relationship between this church and... Uh, well, the country, yes. that special country that God loves special so much. Chosen nation. Yes, chosen nation. So, <laughs> But uh, the the partnership with you and your family, with Lavi, and you and, and your three girls um, is, is deep and, and rich. So I wanted to say that. Adi is a, um, a missionary, a church planter. Uh, he's very creative. He has a little bit of energy. Sometimes he has too much <laughs> caffeine. Yeah, right?
2: Well... More than conquerors. Before I uh, dive into the message this morning, I would like to see if you still believe this. So uh, we're going to uh, say this, this uh, area first. I am more than a conqueror, but loud. And then the other part, say more than a conqueror and see who wins. Gets a Romanian chocolate. Okay. I am more than a conqueror. Go ahead. One, two, three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I think we have to continue this uh, competition tonight at seven o'clock at the Romanian concert, and then who comes will get the Romanian chocolate. <laughs> so um, as uh, most of you know, that we have three beautiful daughters. Uh, The oldest one is 18 years old, Uh, the middle one is 15, the youngest one is 10. All three of them are beautiful like their mother and smart like their mother. Uh, Yes, yes. And very competitive like their father. Uh. (laughs) So I played tennis with Lala, the little one, this summer, and she loves to play tennis. It was uh, almost 100 degrees outside, and I'm with, with Lala on the field, and she stepped on my toe that day. I, kids don't do it. Huh? Happens very seldom. Right? She pissed me off. <laughs> oh, translated correctly. Uh, so <laughs> but I, I still had to keep my promise and commitment to go and play tennis with her. But I said, I will show you today that I am your father and I am better than you. So we played. So I raised the standard of the game that day. And Lara replies to my uh, to my uh, balls, and uh, uh, all of a sudden she says, "Dad, stop!" And I said, "What's happening?" And she goes, "Do you realize we act like we are on the battlefield?" No. That's what I want to tell you today. Do you realize that we are on a battlefield? How many times did you quote this verse? Through Christ, I am more than a conqueror. And next day, you experience defeat, you experience failure, you experience uh, doubt in your faith. The past year, most people who quote this verse go through the deepest valleys of their lives. And I raised the question to myself and God is this verse real? Can we actually experience victories in Christ? Can we actually say it real with a conviction of faith that we are more than conquerors through Christ? My answer to you today is yes. Because not all the storms that come in our lives, they don't come with the purpose to disturb our lives, but to clear the way for future victories. And only God knows When? and how. So let's try it again. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. Once again. I am more than conqueror. You got to come. <laughs> so I will share with you three victories in Christ that I have experienced in the deepest valleys of my life. One, uh, I have to So, three of them tonight, uh, this morning. Victory of faith, victory of grace, and victory of rest. First one, victory of faith. And I will come back to these pictures. What is victory of faith? Hebrews 11 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we see for sure, right? No, what Bible are you reading? (laughs) Oh, i got I to look again. Yes, the assurance about what we do not see. And I've learned that the absence of faith, and this is critical, increases and increases the abandonment level in our lives. The lack of faith. Because we do not see the final victory, we are tempted to not engage in the battle, but even worse, quit in the battle. The faith is the creeper. The fact that I'm a a, a conqueror in Christ and I have faith offers me the, the process of the battle. I am not a collateral victim of life. All heroes of faith, they fought their fight with dignity. Dying or living, they had dignity because of faith. What is the victory of faith? I I meditated this year on this because I'm a vision. And I like to see the end of it. And I've learned that God is asking me faith to start, not to finish. We want to have faith for the first step, second step. And God, if it's possible, show me the final outcome. That's when I have faith in you. But God says, faith is the assurance about what we do not see. A victory of faith is the one that passes the critical moment of abandonment. If you can go over that moment, when you want to quit, when you want to abandon, when you look into your valley, to your challenges, to your impossible realities, abandonment comes to your mind, goes down to your heart, even lower into your feet, frozen you, and you want to quit. A victor of faith is when you go over that moment. Beyond that moment of abandonment is the finish line. is the crown and the time of celebration. I read the book. Many of you are familiar, probably with Craig Rochelle. In one of his books, uh, he made a statement saying, When I could not go on, God gave me a dream saying, this is your baton to lean, baton to lean on during this time. When you want to abandon, God is giving you a dream to move on beyond that point. In your career, with your family, with your personal life, your personal gro- growth, with your job, there is a time when you want to quit, and God says the victory of faith is to go over that. And God's, God does not ask you to possess the faith to finish, but to start. And if you are to say a prayer today, you you can say, God, give me the faith to start. And he will help you finish. A victory of faith. Thomas Edison, he's a Romanian from my village. Uh, (laughs) Well, I tested that You're still here. That's good. He said something that really uh, dawned on me. Our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is always to try one more time. And say it after me. I will try one more time. time. Amen. So back to the pictures there. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine who is a, uh, a mayor... Did I pronounce it correctly? Mayor? Yeah. Okay, good. Mayor is a community leader, not a mayor. Uh, it means something else. <laughs> a female horse.
1: <laughs> so
2: so, uh, so he, he said, he's a strong Christian, and um, I was mentoring him for, uh, uh, for a while. He said, Adi, I want you to come to a, a Roma, a gypsy community uh, where I serve as a, as a leader, uh, we have some really big problems there, and I, I need your help. When I, when I hear that, I get, ah! <laughs> again. <laughs> so we went in this uh, a gypsy community. I was with Lavi, and it was somebody else with us in the car. And you never go in a gypsy community without a soccer ball and a bag of candies. Yeah. Never. So as we parted in the uh, middle of the community... Probably 50 kids, when they see the car, they just come around. And Lavi goes, how are we going to get out of the car? I say, honey, I have the secret. And she goes, did you bring the soccer ball? And I say, yes. So I roll my window and I say, do you want to play soccer? And I said, yes. And I said, you let me open the door. I threw the ball away, ah, far away. And all of a sudden, it's just me and Lavi and the mayor next to the car. <laughs> So uh, we see uh, uh, some of these kids. We see see the community. And uh, this is this child here. Grabs my hand as we are about to leave. And looks at me with these eyes. The the look of an innocent kid is stronger than a bullet. And says, don't leave. Help us. Did I see the solution That I didn't. I saw the burden. So a couple of months later, after uh, doing a survey in in that community, we realized that their health issues are terrible. A lot of skin problems, heart disease, even even with the kids. Uh, So uh, through our medical mobile project, we organized five campaigns in two years, and we served more than 400 people in that community. We gather a hundred volunteers, doctors, nurses, and residents to go and serve this community. And in one of these campaigns, uh, Pastor Mark was there, uh, Brother Dan was there, Priscilla, Larry, uh, Samantha, and uh, uh, David Lee. They were last year, uh, this year in, in April. And this girl that said, don't leave help, look how she looks up. So people in Romania, after forty-five years of communism, they look at themselves very down. They are ashamed of their identity as Romanians because they've been under this uh, uh, terrifying regime. And even more in this in this community, if you are a gypsy, you're, you're like you're not worthy of anything. It is looking up. What's the mystery of this community? In communism, so that's the thing. Keep the main thing? The main thing. The main thing. <laughs> I got that one in Romania, believe me. <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Pastor Mark. He got me in trouble a few times in Romania. <laughs> uh, I will tell you a little bit later. So what's, what's the powerful mystery of, about this community? In communism in 1988, the communist regime relocated the whole community, 150 50 gypsies, and relocated them next to a cemetery. And I asked the mayor, why? And he said, the goal of communism was to bury them and don't cost them much. Because they're not going to survive. They're isolated. Now they're over a thousand. Kids are going back to school. A lot of their health issues are solved. Our medical teams are going there on a regular basis. It's a community that's changed because of a victory of faith. When we wanted to abandon, I didn't see the solution for months. They have so many needs. We we got over it, and that's a victory of faith for that community. Is not buried, is alive. The elder of Dolush came to me and just grabbed my hand. They have this thing about grabbing your hands, <laughs> and said, "Thank you for giving back dignity to our community." So that was amazing. Second, um, don't you like this kid? Oh. Ah, okay, that's good. Uh, second, oh, this is our uh, uh, team of uh, doctors, nurses, residents, and volunteers under Lavi's meticulous uh, organizing uh, fantastic skills. Uh, you know that I am like uh, the Swiss watch. I am the cuckoo that comes and sings at the right time. And behind is a whole uh, uh, team that's working. So, so the cuckoo can sing, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's... Uh, and I like to laugh. Uh, <laughs> how can I not smile when God is at work? Yes. Second, victory of grace. What is the victory of grace? I have a question for you. Did you ever feel guilty in your life? Never. Ah, I feel great every day. I don't think I'm a sinner. I don't think I've done any mistake in my life. I'm just, I'm the best. No. No. There is a reality, and this is, this is very critical. There is a reality we need to embrace. We live with certain limitations that our strength, resources cannot cover them, and we need to call God's grace over us. First John chapter two says the first two verses, "My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have an advocate with the Father Jesus Christ, the He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, for Adi's sins, for your sins, and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world." There are battles where the burden of guilt is covering us but in faith we need to call God's grace God's forgiveness and believe that God covers all our sins where there is grace is no condemnation there is no shame there is dignity there is value there is restoration In the presence of God's grace, your soul is lifted up. is brought back to life and resurrection. Did you hear that in God's grace presence, there is no place for guilt. There is no place for shame. It's only place for restoration and value and life and power in Christ. This is the secret. The grace of God fills the gap this is the key in between who i am and whom i should be so that the shame that i am not whom i should be disappears so in my life in your life today the grace is oh, it, it, that feels, god's grace fills the gap from who i am and whom i should be so there is no guilt So there is no shame, so there is freedom in Christ. You don't have to live up to anybody's expectations. You have to live up to God's grace, who is sufficient for you and for me. Life without grace is a nightmare. It's just condemnation, it's just guilt. The Apostle Paul declared, your law, God, is sufficient for me. This is what he said, no. Paul said, your grace is sufficient for me. And this guy that that knew the law of Moses Moses very well, and and in in a certain Bible verse in Philippians, he declares that in regard to the law, I am a Pharisee. I know it all. I know the details of the law. I know what the law can do. The law can condemn me, and I know that. I cannot raise to God, uh, up to God's standards through the law. I can be up to God's standards through His grace. This is what says. Not through my work, says Paul, but through His grace. After he met Christ, he never said, the Mosaic law is enough for me. Once you experience grace, nothing else is sufficient for you. Nothing else. The Apostle Paul was a man that could not raise himself up to the standards of Jewish law through his efforts. But was lifted and empowered for the kingdom of God through the grace of God. Who are you today? And who should be this grace that brings them together? Jesus said, in a few circumstances, a few uh, statements to make this grace thing very, very strongly. Matthew 11, verse 28 says, Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. In God's grace is rest for your soul. The woman caught into adultery is a clear image when the law of Moses, Moses is powerless in front of God's grace. The stone that was to be thrown into that woman was weakened by the grace of God. The stone of condemnation that comes to you today. The stone of guilt and whatever stones. The grace of God weakens them and fulfills you and fills you and makes you worthy. Amen. Amen. Life without grace is... A nightmare. Let's say it together. Life without grace grace. is a nightmare. nightmare. So, I have a story here with this little boy. See, I have girls, but I have this little boy. His name is Phineas. Two years ago, his family reached to us. He has a a certain. Uh, beginning of autism, uh, low development of of his brain at at that point. And uh, we had to help them relocate from the town in a village, buy a little property in the remote village of Romania, and live there far away from the chemical life of the city, farm their land. Uh, By God's grace, we provided a a greenhouse for them. So we installed the greenhouse with a team from the East Coast, And this is um, the day when we inaugurated, dedicated the greenhouse. Something amazing happened with Phineas. He just says, I want to pray. And he recites the Lord's Prayer crystal clear. Up to that point, he couldn't say a phrase by himself. God's grace is sufficient. So, um, right a month before we came here, his mom calls me. Phineas is the cutest person in the world. And when uh, Pastor Mark came, we, we took to see, the, to see this kid. We bought him a bicycle. He's, he's the cutest. Look at him. When he grabs you and he hugs you, he's a healer. I don't want to leave. I want to take him, take him with me at home. So cute. So, his mom calls me and says, Adi, Phineas wants to talk to you on the phone never happened before i said sure so finney what happened and he goes pastor i had a dream last night and i was very disturbed and i said what happened he said the satan the angels of dark came into my dream tried to grab my hands and take me in a dark place but jesus with two angels dressed in white grabbed my my hands and they took me in a palace that was lighted it was full of lights full of gold and I stayed with God on a chair hmm. what can I say God's grace is sufficient for you he fills the gap in between who I am and whom I should be in between who you are today maybe with guilt Maybe with doubt. Maybe with condemnation. In the face of grace that disappears. And God restores. And God brings to life your soul. Amen? Amen. Amen. I am more than a conqueror. Let's try one more time. I am more than a conqueror. This. I am more than a conqueror. Well, sermon is hard. (laughs) And last one. And this is very personal. The victory of rest. I don't like to rest. I walk in my sleep. <laughs> I think in my sleep. <laughs> I want to solve all the, the world's problems in my sleep. <laughs> I tell God what to do. I give him a job description for the next day. So he comes back to me and says, I've done it, Adi. <laughs> but God... Is ironic with me, not with you. So, victory of rest. What is the victory of rest? Victory of rest involves you clear the path and let God do it. Did you hear me? God says, Get out of my way. <laughs> Through your efforts, you do not stay in God's way. Through your efforts, don't stay in God's way. And let him finish it in his way. This is, this is for me what, I, what I've been told all this year long. Adi, rest in my work. This is the hardest battle I carry for years. To let God work without me. <laughs> I'm afraid he's not going to do it sometimes. <laughs> We like to... I I like, not we. I I, I personalize it. I like to offer ideas to God how to solve my problem. (laughs) It's something like, I trust you, Lord, but there is... But here is a job description, and this is my goals. And I think, this is the way you should do it. (laughs) To rest means to be patient and believe that if you stop working... The world is not collapsing, but God is fulfilling his plan. Maybe God calls you, Pine Lake, in a victory of rest. And you get out of God's way. And while you rest, God is doing miracles in your lives, in your church, and your community. It's hard for pastors to rest, I know that. <laughs> A total abandonment in the work. This is, this is the victory of rest. It's to abandon yourself in the work and actions of God. And you just watch Him, how He does it. I just rest in Him and let Him work in me. Can you say that? I just rest in Him. Rest in him. And, let him in and let Him work in me. You said it. <laughs> Words... Create worlds. (laughs) Uh, Entering in God's resting area. I've learned this phrase in America 20 years ago. Rest area. When I drove around America. Rest area. Rest area. So I I spiritualize it because I saw it so many times. Entering in God's resting area is a great victory. You need to stop sometimes. So he can start work. Working in you and for you. And now go back to my very... uh, Did I move this or did you move it? Why? (laughs) So, um, victory of rest. God said, Adi, get out of the way. Pastor Mark said it in the parking lot next to my house in April. God will fix it for you someday. And I have to confess, I did not believe it. (laughs) 100%. One hundred percent but well i 'm exaggerating a little bit you you 're supposed to believe what the pastor says, okay <laughs> i 'm in his spot today
1: <laughs>
2: so anyway, so anyway, two thousand and fourteen the Orade City Hall decides to build an express road in our city, and they decide to demolish and on the imminent domain law that came from America, I think <laughs> and made it all the way to Romania. They demolished our neighbor's house. Six months of demolition, where the plates were doing like this in our refrigerator. Our girls' bedroom, all of a sudden, their window faces this construction site for two years. Well, when when God wants to use someone greatly, he breaks him greatly. That's what God did with me. I could do I could not do anything. The construction went on for two years. A time of with all my networks, with all my connections, I couldn't do anything. And I was still in God's way. I said, I'll fix this God. I just need to pray, but I'll fix it. Just watch me. <laughs> I talked to you in a prayer so you understand what I'm doing. <laughs> it didn't happen. We went in a lawsuit for almost three years. If there is a cause of injustice, I grab it. I go after you. <laughs> Pastor, go off. Pastors, go after people. <laughs> so, um, two and a half years going in, in court with this. Right after Pastor Mark left, we had our new court appearance. This, this is four years of chaos in our lives. Chaos. And meanwhile, you have to, to do what you have to do. You have to fulfill your commitments. You have to, to do what you have to do. And look at this disaster for four years. Came back home from last court appearance, very disturbed in my spirit. I told Avi, honey, that's how I still call her after 20 years of marriage. Honey? Yeah, she can be honey and bee at the same time. <laughs> She's more of a honey, (laughs) this trip. Ah. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha (laughs) ha, I gotcha. (laughs) So anyway, I said, honey, I I think this is not the way how I want this to end. It's not the way I think God wants to solve this problem. Let's pray and consider withdraw from the lawsuit. Total surrender. Pastor Shannon, when you said this word this morning, my feet were shaking. I said, honey, let's surrender ourselves under God's power. And let's go out of his way. And I actually took a piece of paper. I put only God there and I said, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. It's clear. Go do it. (laughs) The way you decide to fix this problem. We uh, would draw the lawsuit. The judge said, Mister, she was yelling at me, more than an evangelist excited. <laughs> she said, Mr. Driana, how can you do this? You will win, you will win, don't do it. <laughs> she turns to my lawyer and says, Did you advise him? He said, No. <laughs> I said, No, we'll do it. This was in April. July 15, I get a phone call. Saturday morning, no. I'm in the shower, I play music on my phone. I don't want to be interrupted with five women in the house. I mean, that's that's the only place you have a solitude with God. (laughs) 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 They're all over the house. (laughs) So, and the phone rings (laughs) and keeps ringing ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and I'm, stop it. I want to listen to the music. I realize somebody insists, so I go. It's the mayor of the city. A mayor in Romania has more power than a governor here. Just to know. Governors in Romania are appointed, mayors are elected. It's a big thing. He never calls anybody, he has his chief of staff, and I, I'm
1: like, the mayor?
2: Oh. I say, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I'm clean. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for interrupting <laughs> so, um, so Mr. John he's a sober guy I, I, by the way I love him he's a he's great leader but upset me <laughs> um, he said I've been around your house last night by myself and I didn't like what I saw and he said you were justified to do some Facebook posts about me They were not very nice. (laughs) (laughs) I I said, I just did two. (laughs) And he said, I know, and one got 25,000 views in a few days. (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, and and he goes, I created a lot of disturbance for your family. I want to make up to you. We decided with the city hall to donate you the land next to your house and you build a community center for your projects please so god always is uh, is very funny to every so- a problem there is a solution to every solution there is a problem So I said, how do I know you'll do this? And he said, in a month, we will build you 45 parking lots around your property. And this is what happened. So long story short, we hired architects... And we're going to build a, a four times bigger community center in, in Oradea than the one in Jiu in the south of Romania. Four times bigger. Inspiratio Church will be there. Mops will be there. Madon Time will be there. Transylvanian Debates will be there. And guess what we will have here at the bottom? <laughs> Coffee shop! Yay! Yay! <laughs> And pretzel. For those of you who don't know, Susan Lee, two years ago, stole my pretzel in the car. And did not give it back to me up to this day. (laughs) So coming back. A victory of rest. When you get out of God's way, He will go His way. A victory of faith. Go beyond the abandonment moment. That's where celebration happens. The victory of grace. Grace fills the gap from between who you are and who you should be. And God's grace is sufficient for you. There's no more guilt, no more condemnation, no more stones thrown at you. Grace. I throw with grace to you today. And you say, We'll take it. Come here, I'll do it again. I throw grace to you. And then a victory of rest. To let God do the way he wants it to be done. And I have this saying lately. I don't want anything for the, from God's glory. I give it all to him. But I told God, let me enjoy. The glory to God and the joy to you and to me. In faith, in grace, and in rest. Amen. Amen.